0: You're in the W.O.R. Sports Zone. Mets Spring Training Report. Adrian Gonzalez his first home run of the spring today. The big story as far as the Mets go, as we welcome on right now, SNY's Andy Martino. And Andy, uh, appreciate you coming on. How you doing? Everything good? I'm good, Pete. How are you? Yeah, everything's great. So... You know, with Gonzalez, opposite field home run, you've said that the Mets are committed to Adrian Gonzalez, that they're going to stick with him. I kind of look at it as almost a bad thing. Now they have to be, uh, or at least have more of a reason to be committed to him. But, uh, for you know, if they were already going to do that, is this, you know, somewhat encouraging that he's able to show some pop over the course of this spring?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, it's not a bad thing, uh, to see something out of that bat. The impression I would gotten from the team and what I've been told is that they just believe that they were looking at a veteran player doing his thing in spring training. And to, to be fair, it is relatively irrelevant how, how a guy hits in spring training when he's at that point in his career. Uh, you know, of course, with a guy like Gonzalez at his age, there's always in the thought in the back of your mind, is this guy shot? It happens to everybody at some point. Uh, but the Mets are going to wait until May 1st-ish to make that determination. Got to see him in the regular season. And frankly, with Don Smith, a non-factor, there really isn't any any uh, viable alternative other than guys like Flores and Bruce, who ideally the Mets would like in other roles. Uh, so it is what it is. And I, I, I know that the team hasn't given up yet on the idea that Gonzalez can be a productive player for them.
0: It doesn't seem, you know, maybe Wilmer Flores would be the first in line if it didn't work mm-hmm. out in-house, uh, at least if Dom Smith's not available. But, you know, Adam Lind is out there. The Mets, well, you think they they should be looking at that? Or, you know, is this home run, hey, you know, even though he didn't have, Gonzalez didn't have any power last year, you know, at least he could still go opposite field that has it within him, and then you just say, all right, whatever. uh, You know, veteran working on his craft rather than, playing to make the team, uh, which is probably not the mentality has had until, I don't know, maybe the last week or a few days, as I'm sure it's heightened a bit.
1: Yeah, as far as Adam Lind, uh, obviously that was a guy who had a productive year last year, and this weird creating climate has not been able to find a job and stick, at least by the Yankees. I didn't see that as a fit for the Mets, and I don't think the Mets did either when Lind was released by the Yankees, I think last week, because they had Gonzalez in camp. They got Smith trying to come back from injury. They got, as we said, Flores and Bruce on the roster. It's just, to me, not a position of need. I'm not saying they're going to get good numbers out of first base this year. But in terms of roster depth, I do think they're covered. So, I mean, if Lynn will take a, take a minor league deal to resurrect his career and go play first base in Vegas until so still Smith is back, yeah. then I guess why not? But I have a hard time seeing that a player – like Lynn wouldn't have a better organizational option for himself, too, at some point.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Now, now, if we get to May 1st, if Gonzalez is struggling, where I think it gets interesting is Brandon Nimmo's been so impressive this spring, and even last September as well, that you could foresee Nimmo becoming an everyday type of player for this Mets team where he could settle into that leadoff spot and then if you want to play your three best outfielders well maybe you can move Jay Bruce over to first base but he hasn't seen any reps at first base thus far this spring is that not a realistic option uh for this Mets team even if it seems like a realistic way that things could play out uh, sitting here on March 20th
1: yeah they're gonna have to see they, they, that they performance of everyone of course and until Michael Conforto gets back, will ultimately determine how pressing of an issue this is. But if Nemo continues to be impressive and he continues to allow his stock to rise, I mean, it's really pretty remarkable, all the credits to him. He goes from being a notorious robust as Alderson's first top draft pick to maybe a fourth or fifth outfielder type to now somebody, I'm not saying he's an everyday major league player, but to be having this conversation after he said such a good spring, that's a lot of progress for Brandon Nemo. So if he uh, continues to force that conversation, I know Jay Bruce is not a great defensive option at first base, but you'd have to figure something out if you're the Mets. Uh, But of course, what with injuries and underperformance happening, popping up like a game of whack-a-mole on most teams right through April, it'll probably be one of those proverbial figures itself out kind of situations. But as it stands today, he, and the way he's performing in spring, yeah, he should be uh, able to hold on to that job if he continues to perform.
0: And right. one, Juan Lagar is a part of that, too. He's just been dreadful this spring.
1: Yeah, uh, he went to J.D. Martinez as a swing guy, but apparently he didn't listen as hard in class or something mm. because it, it hasn't been a noticeable difference in his swing. Uh, Lagaris is is what he is, I think. He's been in the league a while. Uh, he's an okay offensive player maybe on, on a good day and he was once uh, almost like a, looking like a guy who could be an all-time type center fielder who's probably declined a little defensively uh, but not a lot and just isn't overall as impressive as Nimmo right now
0: yeah now we're chatting again with Andy Martino of SNY uh maybe it's every year we, we fool ourselves into thinking hey this will be the year that the Mets rotation really puts it all together and I, I think The expectations aren't what they were even last year uh, for a lot of these guys, but as Jason Vargas is hurt and we could have for the first time – Cindergard and Degrom and Harvey, Matz and uh, Wheeler, you know, round out mm-hmm. this rotation. Is there is there room to be bullish that the Mets rotation can maybe not be the best in all baseball, but it could get back to being a top five kind of uh, rotation?
1: Well, I think they uh, clearly have a one-two that rivals anybody's in baseball with Syndergaard and DeGrom. And I just think with the rest of those guys, Pete, history shows Harvey, Wheeler, Matt, you get a little bit out of them, then they get hurt, then they rehab for a while, then maybe get a little bit more. And so to think that all three could be on the field for an extended period at the same time is probably asking too much, just given the history of those players. And the Mets remain intrigued by what Zach Wheeler might be able to give them out of the bullpen, which is where he was heading had Jason Vargas not gotten hurt. So we'll see how it plays out. Again, it's all about performance, right, once the once the season starts. And if those guys have a solid couple turns to the rotation and Vargas is ready to come back, well, then we have an interesting conversation. But uh, long-term, like take a guy like Matt, who there's no question about his stuff. He looks great yesterday. Mm-hmm. And if history is any indication, he has a good April, uh, goes on the DL in May, has a couple of bad starts, has a couple of good ones, has a couple of great ones, and gives you, you know, 20-ish starts when all is said and done, that's steven Mat. So, I mean, I, I yeah, to expect that to be significantly better for three guys all of the same season, would you say that's probably asking a lot?
0: No, obviously, because we just haven't seen the track record on those back three guys. Now you get one or two of them to, to break through in a bigger way. Now uh, you, yeah. you have something. But I guess I'll frame it maybe this way. Is this about as well... As the Mets could have hoped their starting pitching situation to be in, um, you know, at this point in spring training, where yes, one guy's down in Jason Vargas, but everybody else has at least shown glimpses, if not had, you know, some real good results, especially of late from Mats and Harvey as well.
1: Yeah, that's a really good way to put it, Pete. There's no, I mean, obviously, Mets fans will hate me for saying this out loud because probably three of their starters will fall off a sidewalk the second I say this, but, like, there's no health emergencies right now. Uh, there's no performance emergencies right now. Everyone has been relatively solid to to excellence. Jacob DeGrom was in midseason form the other day. It looked amazing. And right on down, Harvey's been solid enough. Uh, Wheeler uh, and Matt's a little up and down, but with Wheeler, when he throws, you know, he reminds you of the ceiling and the stuff and the velocity that he pretty much still has. So yeah, they're in they're in decent shape right now, going into the year, which is certainly already ahead of the game for other years. When say a Wheeler goes down in spring training, or there's tremendous questions about Harvey. I mean, not that there aren't, but he's calmed it down a little with the spring performance. So yeah, I, I, it's fair to say I think that there's some cautious optimism
0: there yeah the stuff has looked good the the results have been there of late for the rotation now uh that hasn't necessarily been the case for the lineup where in this team has been scoring a whole lot of runs It, it is spring i tend to think that what the pitcher's do in spring is more meaningful than anything you see from the hitters but uh how do you view it is there any concern that's really popped up for you watching this offense and really the team as a whole you know struggle to win games this spring
1: I think the later you get, Pete, the harder it gets to stay at spring training. Now you've got guys who are pretty much rounding themselves into form and still not as worried about results, but more so than a few weeks ago. And, uh, you know, would, would, if you're the Mets, if you're Mickey Callaway, would you like to win some more games? Would you like to have a Todd Frazier hitting or, or an Adrian Gonzalez hitting? Yeah. So we'll see how that carries over. It, it's, it's hard to say that there's a correlation. You know how it is. The guy has a terrible spring. It's two home runs on opening day or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it plays out. But, yeah, it's getting later. So overall, the whole general baseball writer, baseball media thing to say, oh, calm down. It's only spring training. You know, that gets a little bit less relevant as, the, as March gets later.
0: Well, it's also the time when, you know, the baseball media starts jotting down their predictions for the year, right? And as you, you know, look around the National League, the big moves have been made finally, uh, via free agency for the most part this off season. Uh as you look around I mean, I can't see the Mets knocking off the Nationals. I just don't see as realistic at all. How would you handicap though the wild card race and you know where where the Mets are as you compare them to the rest of the league?
1: Yeah, they're in that wildcard conversation, for sure. They are, to me, the second-best team in their division. Now, with Jake Arrieta and the Phillies, maybe that's a little bit more of a conversation, but not really. Uh, the, the, it's a bad time for the National League East, so a good time for the Mets to be sort of in the middle, like they are now, I think, with the quality of, of their roster. And wildcard-wise, you know how it is now. It's just teams basically, with it, with a few exceptions, teams basically either tank or built to be 85-ish win, win ball clubs. And then if you have a good week or a hot streak and you get lucky, you're an 88-win team and you're in the wild card conversation. So I think the Mets are in that. If you were to really predict it out, maybe low 80s uh, wins you'd expect, but you could certainly see how that rotation could push them higher than that or luck or – you know how it, it's just very – once you get into that 500-ish team territory – you can overperform it or underperform it and either be a playoff team or be a disappointment. And I just think that's what the Mets are. There's no way to me that the Yankees or the Nationals are 70-some win teams. You can see it with the Mets, but would would I be shocked if they won 86, 87 games? No.
0: Now the Mets are volatile and they could they could be on the low right. end like last year and repeat it or it could all come together and and maybe even if everything came together perfectly can you can you square them up against the Nationals cuz I I don't think their ceiling is that high
1: No obviously they're a significantly worse team on paper but the one thing about the Nationals is that they have this ability to have these extreme underperformances and they have a new manager who's unproven they have this pressure of being in the end of their window uh, with a guy like Harper appearing ready to move on. Although you never know, they extended Strasburg a few years ago when no one expected, but just something really wrong to me with the basic culture of that team. And, you know, Jason Worth is a guy who they're not bringing back, who was a leader on that team too. Mm -hmm. So uh, do we expect Ryan Zimmerman to continue that late career resurgence? I don't know. So I, I do see some questions there. Uh, and I do know that the Nationals just are not a great vibe or not a great organization, even when they're a great ball club. So can I see them not winning the division? That's tough. But, you know, there, there was a year, what was the first year they made the playoffs? I think it was 2012 and Strasburg and the whole thing and the, being held out of the division mm-hmm. series. And the next year they didn't even make the playoffs, mm-hmm. even though they were a really good team. So if there's anyone who you'd predict would have a weirdly bad year. It would generally be the Washington Nationals, I'll say that.
0: Yeah, 2015, obviously, they opened the door for the Mets uh, to make their moves and make the right, run late. Right. But I thought the Camels, I thought that would turn it all around. Now the Nationals have to get over the hump because they saw some Camels, so clearly, you know, they'll be they'll be plenty right. motivated uh, based on right. that. Right. Mean, they they had done some interesting things over there. But uh, Andy Martino, SNY, uh, we appreciate the time, sir. Thanks so much for coming on.
1: All right, Pete, talk to you soon.